boats under pressure. Boats are under pressure today as never before. The generation of people who currently sit in the boardrooms, this is probably the toughest time they have experienced. Economies in real difficulties, customers suffering hardship, inflation, perhaps reduction in all kinds of financial support. It is as hard an environment as it has been for several years. Boards must respond, but how? There is no simple magic answer, but there may be sensible, practical ways to act and behave. I'm delighted to talk with Sir John Tusa. Sir John Tusa told me when we recorded the podcast that his clarity is hard-earned. So I think listeners can really benefit from the experience. He's also the author of the best-selling book on boards, The Insider's Guide to Survive Life in the Boardroom, and the survivor himself of boards of some of the most iconic cultural institutions in the UK. Welcome to the Better Boards podcast series. I'm Dr. Sabine Demkowski, founder and managing partner of Better Boards. We make the boards of the most ambitious organizations more effective. Our mission at Better Boards is to contribute to creating better boards. We do this by providing clients with an evidence-based approach for board evaluations and board development programs. We have created a digital board evaluation platform organizations can use as part of their fully facilitated external board evaluation or for their internal board evaluation. We also work together with some of the leading professional service organizations. To fulfill our mission, we give a voice to all who care about creating better boards. Sir John, thank you so, so much for contributing to the Better Boards podcast series. It's a great pleasure to be here again, Sabine. It's wonderful to have you again, Sir John. So let's jump straight in. The work on boards has become much, much more challenging, and we are seeing a lot of members of boards who are really stressed. They are stakeholders with different expectations, cost pressures, geopolitical challenges. It is easy in times like this to become even more stressed and turn to each other. And that is also something which we have recently seen in the board evaluations. What is, in your view, the first thing boards need to do when under severe pressure? Well, this may surprise you and them, but the first thing to remember is that being on a board is not a party picnic. A lot of people think that when they join a board, it's going to be very interesting, very enjoyable, actually quite simple, and that they're there for a pleasant ride. Being on a board is almost as difficult, sometimes more difficult, as actually running an organization. And so just to take stock and say, what I'm doing, what I'm being asked to do, what I'm involved in is complicated and demanding. I think that gets you in the right position. You shouldn't feel bad if you feel stressed. You might not want to feel stressed, but what you are being asked to do is quite difficult. Once you've taken a deep breath and said, right, I mustn't feel bad about the fact that I feel stressed. This is a stressful business. You then say, let's get the essentials right. So let's say that you're the chair. First thing to say is, what are my relations with my chief executive? And if there's anything there that needs repairing, putting right, clarifying, get that right. Because if you and the chief executive If the chief executive and the chair are not absolutely on all fours as far as confidence is concerned, you will be in trouble. Second thing I would suggest is to say, 
Remember that when you're on a board, you are not running the organization. You are not the management. You don't have to make the decisions. But again, like the relationship between the chair and the chief executive, the board and the management team must be very close, but very aware that the management team are there to take the decisions and the board is there to review them. And the third thing I'd say at the beginning is when the going gets tough, the board must hold itself together, first of all, by not panicking. And it's very easy to panic, especially when suddenly you may have your funding withdrawn. And you must then look very carefully at how board members behave to one another. I've always said, and I've always experienced, that being on a board is not about observing the rules of being on a board. Being on a board is about how you behave with one another. And you have to behave decently, pleasantly, with respect. And so if you have the atmosphere on the board right, and the atmosphere between board and management right, an atmosphere between chairman and chief executive right, then you can start to address the difficult problems and you have a fighting chance of getting through the problems that you face. Excellent. Very clear. I love that. A personal question. What has really helped you personally when you were under severe pressure? What has helped you in the boardroom? Certainly having very good colleagues and learning over time. And I'm afraid to a degree, you do learn by experience and you do learn over time by observing bad decisions being taken, which is not comfortable. There you are. And uh, by sometimes taking bad decisions yourself. So the process of being on a board is also about learning. And especially at times like this, it's trite, important to remember that there are things to be learned. And the chances are that the decisions that you take will be better if you think very hard about them and bring to bear all the experience you have from previous situations. It won't be simple. There won't be perfect answers. Sometimes there will be no answer, but you will have done what there is. Or you will have done the best that there is. But overall, it's the experience of going through decisions and making and taking bad decisions and with luck learning from them that helps you each time. And let's hope that you have another time to learn from these experiences. What should boards do to really ensure that there is a constructive and really positive working environment in the boardroom? Well, any chair who presides over a board where there are habitually poor relations or a nasty atmosphere is not doing their job. If necessary, and I've seen this many times, a good chair will take a particular member of a board aside after a meeting and just say, I'm not sure that your behavior is actually helping very much. It has to be a quiet word, but if the chair doesn't do it, mm -hmm. nobody else will. And that business of managing board behavior is very, very important. I know one chair who had to point out to members that not everybody had to say something about every subject on the agenda. It's not about seeing how many times your name appears on the minutes of the meeting. One contribution 
in one meeting may be a decisive contribution. I've been in a situation where in a major decision, in a major British museum, a key decision was taken by one person who spoke for about two minutes, and that shaped policy for 20 years. So mm. the chair has to show to people that economy of presentation, economy of comment is important. It's sometimes useful to remind members that just because, say, there's a financial expert or an engineering expert or something on the board, that doesn't mean to say that they are the only people who can speak about finance or engineering. I think one of the great rules of being on a board and of running a board is that everybody has the right, indeed the responsibility, to have an opinion on everything on and on mm. anything. And also, the other thing is that there are no stupid questions. When I was first brought on a board, the reason I was brought on was because I had experience in the media. In 25 years of being on various boards, the number of times that I was asked for my comment on the media and media mm. policy, I think I can count on the fingers of one hand, not even, because I was invited and expected to have views on every subject. That is why you're on a board. Everybody on a board is a generalist, a generalist with an expert background, which is available, but they are there because they all are individuals with individual equal responsibility for the board. Therefore, if there's something that you don't understand about the numbers, you actually have a duty to say, I'm very sorry, I don't understand that. If somebody thinks that you're stupid, that's too bad. That's very often the person who spots the number where there is something really peculiar. In times under pressure, have you seen that any agenda items become more important and maybe some agenda items that become less important? Yes. And of course, here it's up to the management because after all, it'll be the CEO and the chair who decide what the order of the agenda is. And if anybody thinks that the management is deliberately, as it were, downplaying an issue and is not bringing that high enough up the agenda, then it is certainly very important for anybody to say, shouldn't we be discussing this? Isn't this the most important item? At one board I was on, This was the case where we did face facts. We asked ourselves at almost every meeting, probably every meeting quite early on, are we trading solvently? Because if we weren't trading solvently, we knew about it, then we would be individually liable for the consequences. But we asked mm. ourselves every time, and there we asked our legal expert, and he said, no, because we've considered it, I think we are all right, we are, and we are not trading. We are trading solvently, and we have considered this matter. Only last week, I was on a board where the chair said, I don't like one particular rather important number in the finances. That is not as high as it ought to be. What are we doing about it? And the management said, well, we've presented it to you. We think it'll be all right. And everybody agreed that we would review it again in three months time. But that was identified by the board and management had to give an answer, which it was ready to do, but the question had to be asked. But if there's any sense the management is not facing up 
to the scale of the problems that they face, it is certainly very important that anybody on the board says, Chair, shouldn't we be discussing this, that, and the other? But I must say, if you think that your CEO is concealing the really important matters, then you have a problem on your hand. How can board members really prepare for tough situations? Any advice there, what they could do to really toughen up? Because we all know the next 24 months will not be easy. I'm not sure there's anything you can do in advance, but always face the reality of the situation, whether it is, say, the overall economic situation or whether it is a particular issue with funding in your own area, and be realistic. And it may help to say that all experience is that organizations which face up to problems and which deal with them, however unpleasant and difficult the actions that they may have to take to deal with them are, those that take those decisions always come out of the financial economic crisis faster, better, more efficient, and more successful. So the reward of facing the facts is in a couple of years' time, you'll be much better placed for dealing with whatever the upswing is. The price for not facing the facts is that things just get steadily worse because the board and the management have never quite grasped the scale of the problem, the nature of the problem, and they've never done what was needed to do now. Act first, act fast however uncomfortable. And whenever anybody says, oh, can we do this in six months' time? No. Can we do this in a year's time? Absolutely not. Delay always costs money. And that is something where I think boards do have a very important role in saying to management, don't put off facing up to this problem. Is there any way you can prepare for this? No. And if you're on a board for the first time, and this is the first time that you're faced with a situation like this, A, this is difficult. B, it's pretty often scary. But every time you go through it, hoping there's more than one, it is that little bit easier. It's never nice, never nice. But being on a board is a responsibility. It is a duty as well. Organizations need good boards. And at the end of it, the satisfaction, and there very often is satisfaction, is that the organization manages not just to survive, but to thrive as well. So I'm afraid realism, determination, and calm are all absolutely essential. And that has to come from the top, but it also has to come from individual members. Very, very wise word and very clear. Our listeners, it's really a treat. It's very clear language. Very clear insights here. Sadly, we have to come to an end, Sir John. What are the three things our listeners should take away from this podcast? I would think, first, don't expect things to be terribly nice. And if you do expect them not to be terribly nice, the chances are that you'll get the best result. I mean, you do have to draw in your breath and say, this is tough. There is, in the end, a satisfaction in behaving responsibly and performing your responsibility. But I think as a way of helping you do that, you will be sitting with colleagues who have considerable skills. Use those skills, acknowledge those skills, respect those skills. That will create the bond, the teamwork, 
and they will respect your skills as well. And then you'll start acting together, which is very, very important. Look, sometimes you may be involved in closing an organization down. Even closing an organization down can either be done well or badly. But there will also be something that will be learned from that and that you can use later. So even in a worst case, a worst case, there's always something to be learned. And if you don't expect to have a wonderful time on a board every time you turn up, then your chances of finding real satisfaction are very, very much greater. Fantastic. Thank you so, so much for contributing to the Better Boards podcast series, Sir John. Thank you very much. Great pleasure. How can we help you and your board? We at Better Boards are always delighted to hear from you. You can best reach us at info at better-boards.com. Thank you for listening.